0: Hey everyone, this is Stefan from ProjectLifeMastery.com and welcome to episode 3 of my cryptocurrency trading series. Now, back in the first two episodes, I shared with you guys my investment mindset, my philosophy, uh, my strategy around buying and investing in cryptocurrency. I shared with you guys different wallets, different exchanges that I use, as well as introduced you guys to altcoins, uh, how to buy different altcoins and the different ones that I personally buy. And hopefully you've watched those first two videos that um, really lays the foundation for what I'm going to share with you guys today and moving forward. and every video is meant to build off of one another. Um, as I said back in those other videos we're going to get more and more advanced as we go and uh, I'll have a link to the playlist that I have here on YouTube. Uh, so I have a playlist that I'll link in the description of this video. If you click there, you can see all the different videos that I'm doing related to this cryptocurrency trading series. Now, with that being said, today I want to dive into when to buy, when to sell, and how to protect your cryptocurrency. And before I dive into that, let me first kickstart things with a disclaimer, as I normally do with these types of videos. Um, Understand that cryptocurrencies are very risky. They're very volatile. Um, It's a very immature market. It's not abnormal for Bitcoin cryptos to drop by 20% in a day. But in the same way, it's also not abnormal for it to go up maybe by 20% in a day. And at the time of this video right now, cryptos are down. And I wanna address that. I wanna talk to you guys about that and share with you my mindset and philosophy around that. But before I do, again, I believe my philosophy is not to invest more than what you can afford to lose. Knowing that this is risky, there will be many ups and downs along the way. If you're in this for the long term, which is what I am and what I recommend for you as well, and I'm talking about 5 years, 10 years, 20 years from now, then that's where you have to focus on your your strategy being. and Understand that along the way, there will be many ups and downs. There will be manipulation of the currency. There will be different regulations, government scares, and things of that nature that will occur. Um, But with that being said, understanding that you should not put all your money into something like cryptocurrency. Uh, There's high risk. There's high potential reward from it. But it's not smart to put all your money into it. Um, I recommend, as I've said before, to have a well-diversified balance of assets and investment portfolio. You should have a savings, an emergency fund that you never touch. You, know, you never put that into something like cryptocurrency. That's just for security. You should also maybe invest in different stocks or businesses or maybe real estate or you know, ETS or index funds, things that are, are, are backed by value. They've got a proven track record, and they're not going to grow as much and have maybe as much potential, but it's going to be more stable types of investments. I think there's a time and place for more risk, high-risky investments And that's why I often said, take an amount of money that you can afford to lose. Okay, again, it's not your life savings. It's not everything you got. It's an amount of money, whether that's a couple hundred bucks, a couple thousand bucks. That's for you to decide. But the mindset, the philosophy that I have around that, as I've said before, is kind of like my Vegas money, gambling money. If I win and I win big, awesome. I celebrate that. And if I lose, then I'm not that surprised. You know, Um, it's like when people go to Vegas, Many people win, many people lose. When they lose, they're not that surprised because they knew in advance what they're getting themselves into. And I think if you have that same mindset and approach to this, then um, you'll do fine. You'll do fine. I, I don't know, and nobody really knows how well cryptocurrencies will really do. Um, you know, I believe that it's going to be a big part of the future blockchain technology, Bitcoin, et cetera, I think it has a valuable purpose. It's been growing massively. There's obviously a huge trend for it. We're at the beginning stages of this, and there's potential. A lot of people believe for this to be big, long term. Um, but at the same time, who's to say or know that everything could just crash and go to nothing tomorrow? So understand there is that risk associated to it. But if you have the right mindset and the right approach around it, I think you can do very well with it. Okay. So let's dive into. Um, when to buy, when to sell, how to protect your cryptocurrency. Uh, at the time of this video, cryptos are down. I don't know when you're watching this video right now, when this video might get published, but the time it's down. And for me personally, I look at that as opportunity. For me, I don't panic or freak out uh, when the markets are down. And that's also being said about the stock market, even real estate market or whatever it might be. And the reason is is I always believe a smart investor should always have a cash reserve. You know, you should have some money put aside that you can use for opportunities when the market dips, when there's a correction, if there's a recession, etc. So, for me personally because I'm in the long term, the long-term approach to this, 5 years, 10 years, 20 years from now, and if there's a dip in the market, I am buying. I'm personally buying more. Because, um, like I said, I see that as an opportunity to get more cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Ripple at a discounted price. You know, I remember uh, a number of months ago where, you know, Bitcoin and cryptos were at the all-time high. And, you know, I had bought, you know, well before that and I benefited massively from that. And I was like, wow, this is awesome, you know, everything's going up, everyone's talking about it. You probably see in your Facebook news feed and the media and et cetera, there's a lot of talking about it. And as a lot of people, you know, that uh, I recommend it to get a certain position in, regardless, but don't put everything into that position because at the high, there you want to still have some cash available in case it goes down, and so that way you can buy at a lower price point as well. And that's kind of the approach that I've always taken when it comes to investing. I'll buy a certain amount, but I'm waiting to see what happens. I have cash and money reserved. Um, so that if things do crash, if it does go down, that I can get in now at a cheaper price point. And I know many of you guys that, um, you know, been following me. I remember a lot of people said when it was at that high, they're like, it's too late. I missed, I missed the, you know, the opportunity to get into Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and all that. And they are discouraged by it. Well, again, if you have patience and you have some money put aside, then you can get in at a cheaper price as an investor. So that's, that's my approach is I, I relish those opportunities. Um, When the markets are down, I always make sure I have cash reserve available so that I can take advantage of that. You know, I remember, you know, in the real estate market and the stock market back in 2007, 2008, when it crashed, um, I was broken, struggling at that phase of my life. I didn't have much money. I had a few investments, some mutual funds that I owned. But um, I remember when that happened, I wish that I had money to invest because if I could have invested and bought some of those companies, at you know that low price point that crash, then you know the market's you know sure enough recovered and i 'm not really necessarily comparing the stock market with the crypto market it 's totally different um, stock market obviously been around for much longer there 's more patterns and there's val you know companies backed by value and whatnot but uh, what i 'm saying though is that oftentimes during those crashes or during those dips, um, you know those are times that when everything is going well, it's going up, that's the opportunity that you look back and you're like, man, I wish I got in earlier. And that's oftentimes the biggest the biggest regret that people have when it comes to cryptocurrency that I hear, which is that I wish that I bought earlier. Um, so that's my strategy. That's my mindset. I buy when it's low. I keep money available for those opportunities. Um, I'm often reminded of something that uh, Sir John Templeton said. He's one of the greatest investors of all time. He believed that you can do best during circumstances of maximum pessimism. That oftentimes, when people are panicking and they're freaking out and everyone's selling, that's when you should be buying. And sure enough, when everyone's buying and everyone's talking about it, that's when you should be selling. You know, I've heard Warren Buffett say that as well. And so I'm often, you know, I always think about that. I'm reminded by it because. Uh, When it comes to investing, you have to be able to take your, and just money in general, you have to be able to remove your emotions from the equation. And I've heard some people say, well, Stefan, you know, Bitcoin has gone down and, you know, crypto has gone down and they're freaking out and they're panicking. And oftentimes my response to that is if you're panicking and you're freaking out around something like that, then you probably have more money that you've put into crypto or Bitcoin than you should have. Right? Because as I said back at the very beginning of this, you know, previous videos as well, is that you shouldn't put in more than what you can afford to lose. Right? So, you know, if you're really panicking, it's probably because you have more money than what you're comfortable having. And in which case, you should uh, have, you know, reevaluate how much you want to put into something like this because if you, you know, there's going to be many ups and downs if you're always freaking out and panicking every time. You know, everything goes up, you're celebrating that, it goes down, you're freaking out, then you're always going to be under stress. So uh, I'm often reminded of that. You have to be disciplined, you have to keep your eyes on the horizon long term of where you want to go, and you can't necessarily get influenced by what all you know, the media and everyone else is saying. Um, I, me- I remember times during my you know investment career, which actually hasn't been that long a number of years now but um, I remember buying certain things and then you know everyone was you know uh, you know everyone's talking about you know went down and you hear all this um, uh, you know other people talking about it. you should sell, you should do this, you should buy and I remember you know kind of getting swayed based on this person's opinion or this person on t v and I was like, "Well, wait a minute! I'm abandoning my whole strategy, my whole philosophy, um, so easily. I'm getting persuaded just by the emotions of this whole thing. So that's what I mean. Where you have to kind of, uh, you got to have your own plan to be disciplined. You got to stick to whatever your plan is. Not that you can't be open to feedback or, you know, modify your your plan as you go, but you have to be careful that uh, the emotions." you know, of things kind of going down that you don't sell everything because again, you know, if you're in this for the long term, then you're expecting things to recover, go up, you know, and, and eventually be at a much greater place than what you originally invested, uh, whatever that price point might be. Okay. Um so that's when I often buy. Okay. I, I think that regardless, try to get in as early as possible. Don't put everything in. Have a reserve. Wait till ups and downs occur so that you can get in at different points. There's also a different mindset and philosophy around investing called dollar cost averaging, which is that if you just consistently buy like a mutual fund or an index fund or whatever it is, you consistently put aside a certain amount of money that goes into that every week or every month, then over time, you're going to benefit from it because it's automated and you're, yeah, you're buying it sometimes at the high, sometimes you're buying at the low, But over time, it's going to increase and it's just an automated process. I like that philosophy too. Um, with, uh, wallets like Coinbase, you can actually set up, uh, automated weekly buys or monthly buys. So that might be something you might want to consider. And that way you don't really have to pay attention if you don't want to to the ups and downs because you might not wanting to be that active in it. Like for me, I check CoinCap. I check the markets pretty much every day, but maybe you don't want to be at that uh, level of depth. Understanding it again, you're just in it long term. You just kind of set it and forget it, and ten years from now, maybe you look at your portfolio and you're like, "Holy shit!" You know, this has grown massively. So that's another approach that you can take too. Uh, Now, when it comes to selling, um, I personally, you have to you have to look at okay, what is your your reason for investing in the first place, and uh, is it money that you actually need? For me personally, I don't really need this money that I'm putting aside into this. I've got other streams of income in my life and it's not money that I really depend on. So for me personally, I don't really need to, to sell uh, in the short term. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'd sell long term. That's my plan. It's going to be at a certain point where it's at a significant amount of upside and, and, and value that it's gone up, that in which case I'll probably sell or at least take out a certain percentage of whatever that might be. But that's why you gotta know what your plan is going into it. You know, is this money that you need short term, long term? What's your strategy, your strategy gonna be around that? For me, it's money that I could use long term, maybe to, um, to, to use some of that money into maybe different investments, diversify a little bit more. Maybe there's a car or a house or something like that at some point I wanna be able to buy that I might take a percentage of that out and reward myself for it. Um, So that's for me, that's my approach. Is long term, that's when I'm planning on selling it. Uh, However, there's also different approaches that I've done and might work for you as well. Is that if you invest a certain amount of money, let's say that today you invest $500 and let's say that it goes up to $1,000, you know, that $500 investment that you made is now worth $1,000. Well, if you wanted to, one strategy is that you could take out and sell $500 worth of that and keep $500 in so that, that way you've broken even. That way you know, you, you, you've not lost anything. You're now only investing the money that has been the upside, the capital gains of that, and that you can just leave in there and have it grow. Okay? Um, or like I said, you could just continuously buy over a period of time. But at least you know if you decide that you're going to sell whatever your initial investment was, then again you're you're only operating off of whatever those gains were, and um, you're, you're not out of any money in any way. So that could be a potential approach uh, for you also. Um, I've heard some people ask me about when it comes to selling, how can they sell? Um, so pretty much all the different exchanges or wallets out there. You can sell. However, I do understand Coinbase mainly operates in the United States. And um, for example, I live in Canada. I know some of you might live in Canada or different parts of the world. Everyone's watching this from different parts of the world. There might be certain limitations. And I'd say number one, based on where you live. I mean, I'm trying to cater to the majority of people that are watching a video like this. But I understand I can't I can't cater everyone because there's so many different countries of people watching this. Um, Coinbase is what I use to buy, um, but in Canada, we can't sell um, in Coinbase. They can't transfer that to our bank accounts. That's why with Coinbase, as a Canadian, you can only use your credit card to buy with it. Um, so There's different exchanges out there. There's many different wallets and exchanges out there that you can use. It's up to you to figure that out. Coinbase is the most popular. Um, there's other ones out there that I also use. So I also use Coinsquare, which is popular in Canada. Um, CoinSquare, you can actually transfer funds from one exchange to another. So I could transfer from my uh, Coinbase to CoinSquare. I could transfer that to Binance. I can transfer that to Bitrix. I, I can transfer that around to different exchanges. So understand that. Understand that you can transfer to different different exchanges. And if you let's say can't sell on a certain exchange, because even sometimes it, it can be important to, to be aware that some of these exchanges might even limit the amount that you can sell in a certain period of time or I think Coinbase at one point either, which is the biggest, at one point they just even disabled buying and selling for like a few hours. Um, you know, so it's important to know that. And so if you know that, then you can. You, you don't want to have everything in one exchange and we'll kind of discuss that, but you can transfer to different exchanges out there and sell amongst different ones too. So CoinSquare is what I used to sell as a Canadian because I can link that as a Canadian uh, exchange and wallet that I can link to my Canadian bank account. Um, I use Binance as I've shared with you guys before primarily from different altcoins um, and there's also Bittrex too which I haven't really been that much of a fan of. I think Binance is, is a lot better and there's many different exchanges out there you can look into as well. Um, now, kind of going to that point about different exchanges, one thing also to also understand around cryptocurrency is that your your your, your Cryptos, your coins, your, your money is basically being stored. Um, it's being stored on different wallets that are private companies. Okay, so Coinbase, CoinSquare, Bitrix, Binance, etc. They're private companies, and they essentially have control over the crypto that you have being stored with them. And it's not like a bank. You know, banks are government you know regulated, and they're typically a lot more secure and safe. Whereas these websites, these private companies can be at risk of getting hacked. And it's important to know that and be aware of that. And, you know, it's not as safe as having your money in in a bank account might be. And so, understanding that, you want to think about how you can protect your cryptocurrency. And the different strategies of what I personally do for that is, like I said, I keep my money amongst different exchanges. So, the four different exchanges that I use, I keep a certain percentage of my cryptocurrency there. So Coinbase, CoinSquare, Binance and Bitrix. I keep, you know, a little bit on each one so that if one of them gets hacked, I still have the money on the other ones too. Okay? So I don't have all my eggs in one basket, I'm diversified. In the same way at a certain amount, a certain point in your life if you accumulate enough wealth, you're not going to want to have all your money in one bank account or with one bank. You're going to even potentially even want to have your money in different countries too, just in case there's an economic meltdown in a certain country and the banks collapse, which is very rare but could happen. You'd want to protect your 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 money. That's why the wealthiest people often have their money in different banks and different countries. Um, So different exchanges. That's kind of one one level of protection that you want to have. Um, But the ultimate is using what is called an offline or a hard wallet. Um, So these. Online wallets—they're uh, at risk of getting hacked, of course—but a hard wallet, offline wallet, protects you a little bit more. And what I specifically mean, and what I use for this, is this device right here. This is known as the Trezor. There's other ones out there like this Trezor. I did a lot of research. I decided on this one um, as one of the best ones out there. But this allows me to connect to a USB to my com- to my computer, and I can actually transfer. My Bitcoin, Ethereum, even and some other altcoins, to this device get stored here. Okay, and the way that it works is that you um, once you plug it in, there's a whole setup process for it. It's pretty straightforward, um, but uh, you basically get your um, your key that you can then send money to, and it gets stored in this device. And it's very secure because not unless somebody has access to this and they know what your key is this is actually protected by a pin as well as a recovery a recovery key I think is what it is so that only that person when it has that pin and has access to this can access it so for me this is something that I store the majority of my Bitcoin my crypto on I keep it in a safe place only I know what the recovery is of that you wouldn't want to store your key or your pin on your computer or any digital form whatsoever, at risk of that getting hacked, but this is the most secure way right now of storing cryptocurrency so if you're I would say if you 're um, maybe invested of a couple thousand dollars worth it 's worth getting something like this um, you know if you 're still kind of just dabbling with a thousand dollars or less, it might not be that worthwhile for you to invest in something like this because I think this is over a hundred bucks, maybe two hundred bucks or something. I forget what the price is of this. Um, so it is a bit of an investment, but at a certain point it makes sense because if you're playing with a couple thousand dollars, you're gonna want to make sure that you protect it and use something like this. So the treasure is great. I'll have a link to that below. Um, but you know that's the most important things I want to share with you guys today is just have that strategy, that mindset, be disciplined with it, understand there'll be ups and downs. Uh, Again, for me, my strategy is I buy when it's down. I, I have the long-term approach, the long-term mentality of it. Um, oftentimes, if it helps you, it might actually help you not to look at the markets every day um, because that might stress you out if you're that kind of person. Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. you know. And For me, when it's down, like I said, I get excited. I'm like, oh, awesome. I get to buy it now at a cheaper price uh, because I believe in the future and the technology so much. Um, so, that's been my approach uh, to it, guys. Hopefully this can help you. And what I want to do in some of the future episodes is I'm going to bring on uh different crypto investors, different people that have uh higher levels of expertise that I'm interested in learning from and I want to interview them and bring to you guys because I want to learn. I want to you know kind of find out more about what other people are doing. I've got a number of friends, just to give you guys an idea, I was in Mexico, in Putumita, Mexico at the four seasons uh for a mastermind trip with 60 successful entrepreneurs. And I'm blown away now, you know, how much some of the smartest, most successful people that I know are active in cryptocurrency. So oftentimes for me, that gives me more reassurance is looking to see, wow, you know, I'm the right I'm on the right track here. And especially when I hear what some of these other people are doing, I know I've got friends and people that have millions of dollars um, that have been invested in, in their assets of cryptocurrency. And I'm not at that level yet. That's not money that I can afford to lose personally. But I know people that are at that level, so I want to try to uh, bring some of those people on and share their mindset, their philosophy, so that we can learn together, and um, you know continue to learn and, and maybe invest and in, and see where this will take us. So I want to thank you guys so much for watching this video. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Take care. I look forward to talking to you again soon.
1: BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code Champion150. Then,